Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today at Word of Life. We know summer is busy with traveling and all things fun, but we have good news for you. You can stay in church even while on vacation through our online campus. You can watch live on Sundays at 10 and 1130 and get fed throughout the week with inspiring articles, message series, and so much more at thelifeonline.cc. Thank you for listening and enjoy the message. Okay, let's jump into it. So it's Life Group kickoff, uh, and Pastor asked all the campus pastors to preach on Life Groups and Connection. And I'm just, I just want to be honest and upfront with you from the very beginning. Like, I am super passionate about this subject. Like, this is, this is what my heart beats for, like connection, community. Like, we put a lot of different words on it, community, uh, connection, small groups. We call ours life groups. Whatever word you want to put on it, like, it's all synonymous. But, like, I love it. Like, <clears throat> my happy place is a coffee shop sitting across from somebody and hearing their story. Like, I I love it so much. Like, if you poke me, like, connection comes out and, like, relationships. And it is something I'm just so passionate about. But I just want you to know that, like, up front. uh, Because, like, I know the temptation could be for, like, uh, maybe, like, there to be, like, a lot of hype in this. Like, Like if, if you catch maybe my excitement and passion for it and you leave like with my passion, like you're going to fall flat on your face. <laughs> and so what I want is like you to be aware of that. And so for you not to leave with just my passion for this, uh, that you wouldn't leave with like hype, because how many of you know whatever is started with hype generally has to be sustained through hype. And anybody who's ever been in a relationship knows that relationships take more than just an emotional spike to be sustained. And all the married people said, amen, there we go. Uh, So I just wanted to be upfront with you. Like I might get passionate and excited about it, but honestly, it's because of a, a work that God has done in my life and a word that he's spoken to my heart. And my prayer is that today he speaks uh, the same word to your heart. Because uh, it's not just, I don't believe, honestly, that it's my personality. Uh, that's, just, that's just me. I'm just passionate about connection and relationships. I really genuinely believe that it is a work of, of God. Uh, because I've seen a God do work in my heart, even when like circumstances weren't ideal. Like I, you know, my experiences with community are, are not because like I'm, I'm wired this way or like my circumstances have been perfect. The people around me have been perfect. Case in point, my first experience with community was in ninth grade. Ninth grade. So uh, me and a friend were invited to a small group uh, Bible study one, after, one Friday afternoon after school. And, you know, I'm like, well, you know, okay, I love Jesus and I love the Bibles. And I was curious because it was like student-led. So I'm like, this, is, this will be interesting at least. And, and there was one more thing that drew me. Like, what do you think might draw a ninth grade boy to a Bible study? Yeah, exactly. You're smart people. So like girls were going to be there. So of course, and, and my wife and I were high school sweethearts, but we were not dating at this point. Uh, just wanted to be clear about that. So, uh, so girls like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll go. Um, and so 
after baseball practice one Friday, my friend and I, we drove over to this house and we got there a little bit late. So there were like tons of cars there. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So we walk into this house and turn and look at the living room. And there wasn't just like a girl there. Like it was all girls, like 15 girls in this room. And, you know, before you think like, oh, right, like this is it. like, I've, I've made it, you know, like take your pick, like here comes the baseball player, you know, like before you think that, because that's what I was thinking until I walk into the room and what do you think might be the one thing that could just totally ruin the whole moment? Anybody? They were all crying. Like there were tears everywhere. And I went from like big bad baseball player to like get me out of here right now. Cause you women know if there's one way to make a man run for his life, it's like you start crying. That's how you get out of speeding tickets and it's just not fair. <clears throat> and so like, I'm like, my mind is telling me like, run away, like get out of here, like fake a phone call from your mom or something. Uh, and, but for whatever reason, like I stayed. And for whatever reason, like we started, I started listening and I realized like what was happening. Uh, these girls were like, like reading the Bible together and, and just sharing their hearts, opening their hearts up to the word and opening their hearts up to one another. And um, what was happening like was that like truth was replacing lies. Like healing was, was replacing pain. And Jesus was replacing everything. How I many you know, like when that kind of transformation is happening, like tears, like you can't help it sometimes. Like it, it's, it's displacing all of the hurt, all the darkness. And like, they're just tears of, of joy. And then I start like looking around the room and I'm like, wait a minute. Like I know these girls, like these girls have reputations, if you know what I mean. Like, like these are not the like these like goody goody girls that you might expect uh, would be at a Bible study. And like, I know like some of them like did not like each other. I'm like, how in the world is this is this happening? Uh, but you know what that that small group uh, it uh, it kept growing. It kept meeting week after week. And it kept growing. I thank God more guys came. And uh, like it turned into something incredibly special. Nobody like planned it. There was no great like marketing campaign. There wasn't a great website platform for it. Like it just happened. Uh, It just happened because these girls were open uh, to God and open to one another. And I think actually Psalm 133.1 explains well what happened and why it was attractive. Uh, so let's read this together. Uh, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers or sisters uh, to dwell together in unity. Good and pleasant. Everybody say good and pleasant. All right, let's keep reading. It is like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard. I know it's kind of graphic. Uh, even Aaron's beard coming down upon the edge of his robes. Next verse. 
It is like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. Look at this. For there, where? Unity. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Life forevermore. Oh, man. Where did he command the blessing? On their unity. Commanded the blessing. Like life forevermore on brothers and sisters dwelling together in unity. Somebody say good and pleasant. Can't we use some good and pleasant in our world today? Like, come on, somebody. Like, over after everything we've been through, like COVID, uh, you know, just political division, racial tension, like just general, like hostility and cancel culture. Like, can we, like, can we please get some good and pleasant around here? Like, what if we could just like bottle up good and pleasant and sell it? Like, how amazing, uh, how amazing would that be? Like, we need it. Uh, you know, I read a research, uh, researchers say that before the pandemic, a study was done that three out of every five adults said that they were lonely. Before the pandemic, did you hear that? Like three out of five before the pandemic and like data is still pouring in about the damage that's been, that isolation has done to our mental health, to our, 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 our well-being, our, our physical health. Like, like people like just, or die, like suicide has been on the rise. Like all these things that would just break your heart. Like, because like we did so much to address the pandemic of COVID that like the pandemic of isolation and loneliness and despair and depression like just went rampant. And so I just believe like we we're, we need some good and pleasant. Like it's time for us to experience some good and pleasant and for us to offer it to the world. Amen? Amen. Uh, the, the problem is, uh, you know, a lot of people I think want the good and pleasant really without the unity. Uh, that a lot of people fill their whole schedules around trying to find good and pleasant, but their close relationships are, are really non-existent. It's particularly ones with other believers where they're meeting together and, and sharing life together and talking about Jesus. Like, how, much, how many hours a week do we actually spend doing that? Like, like if that's where the Lord is commanding the blessing, it's like, well, what, what's the, what's the hangout? Like, what, what is the deal uh, with it? I think sometimes it's like, because we realize like the road to unity, like isn't always good and pleasant. Like we, 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 I don't ask you to raise your hands if you've been burned in a relationship before. Or like how uncomfortable it is sometimes to put yourself out there. Or, you know, maybe you tried a small group. Maybe you, you have some church hurt, like an experience of like putting yourself out there and the person didn't honor it, didn't receive it. And you felt alone, even when you put yourself out there. Or maybe you look around and you're like, I just don't know who. Now, I think in, the, in this day and age, like where we like craft our friends on social media, we craft everything, we craft like what we watch. You know, I still having trouble explaining to my kids growing up, like I didn't have a choice of what I watched on TV. You just watched what was on TV. And like, they don't know, they don't know anything but like crafting. Like they don't know anything but like curating like a, the perfect playlist. And I'm like, 
you know, relationships just don't really work that way. Like, the church doesn't really work that way. If I could just be real and honest with you, like, I think sometimes like we look around, even at church, and we're like, I just don't know who I'm, I'm supposed to be connected to. Uh, and we, we, we kind of turn on that same critiquing engine that we do when we're browsing Netflix. Like it has to be, if you're like me and my, my wife will tell you, I browse for like 30 minutes before I watch anything. Like it has to be like the perfect movie or like the perfect show. And I wonder like how many times we do that, even in looking for friends, like looking for relationships. I remember talking with the leader of this Bible study I went to, the girl who started it all. And I was just like, okay, tell me how, like, tell me why, tell me how, like, this is, this is not natural. Like, well, how are, how'd you get these people together in the same room? And she just said, you know, her story, how it started, she just recognized like her need for more of God. Like she needed more good and pleasant in her life. And so she, she realized like she was looking to all the wrong things and she needed to turn to Jesus. And, and, she, and, and so her heart was open to him and that led her heart to be open to people and she just invited people into it. That was it. Like no, really no magic pill. Like that was it. Like whoever was around her and, and I think it was a friend she asked who actually felt the same thing. Like surprise, surprise. And then all of a sudden like they gathered these girls around them that like otherwise really wouldn't have uh, been friends. And I'll tell you, that group lasted my, the whole rest of my high school career. Like for three years, we met every Friday afternoon to study the Bible together, to fellowship, uh, and to, to talk about Jesus and pray for one another. Uh, and it, it, it truly marked me. Uh, it truly marked me. One, it marked me because just like how so many different people could come together and have, have relationships like that. Like I'm telling you, we drew like a lot of the outcasts around us who like otherwise felt so lonely and isolated and here they found a home. Uh, and it, it, what, it didn't look like we should naturally be friends, but there was something deeper that bound us together because here's the truth we all need to understand is that community uh, is not sustained by human compatibility. That like compatibility can like draw us together and that's, that's great. And community or like, like, you know, our small group system is based around interests. Like that's how we, you know, want to help like meet you where you are. Like, so if you like cooking, like I think there's a cooking group, y'all can cook together or sports, like, or, you know, all these different sort of hubs that we have. And like, we try to get people, you know, around to gather around interests and that's okay. Like, you know, it's like in marriage, like attraction is, is like the first level and that's okay. Like, it's okay that it's superficial, but you need something more than that uh, to sustain that relationship. And I would just say, like, as even though we base our groups around interest, it's going to take way more than just human interest to sustain relationships. It, it, it uh, require, Community requires way more than just human compatibility. But you know what? That's so freeing. That's so freeing. Like you don't have to find like the perfect person. Like there is so much freedom in that you find somebody whose heart is open to God and who is willing to pursue unity 
to pursue the good and pleasant because God, uh, God commands life and blessing wherever people are willing to pursue unity. Amen. Somebody say good and pleasant. Good and pleasant. You know, like I said, it's only natural for us to look for people uh, like with the same interests. And, and, and I would say like absolutely pursue that. Surround yourself with many people. I read a great book uh, called Find Your People. I would actually really recommend uh, if you're like looking for like some how-tos on like how to find a friend. Like this is a great book called Find Your People. And in it, she says like, like you have the capacity like to have like, to keep up with like 50 uh, acquaintances. Like somebody you'd like say, like wish happy birthday on Facebook. Uh, but then like you need a village of about 15 people that are like your closer contacts. And it's out of that group of 15 that you find like your, 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 your BFFs, like three to five people. And that's really all that we can truly sustain uh, on a human level is like three to five people. But the problem is like we, know, we don't have the village anymore. Like we don't have that village of like 15 people generally. Like we don't live in communities anymore. Like we don't like go to the watering well together and go to the river, go to the, go to the well for our water anymore. Like we don't naturally bump into each other. And so like our pool for finding those three to five best friends, we, do, we just want them to kind of fall on our head like, like ripe cherries off a tree. Like, but that's not how it happens. And so I believe God is calling us to, to like put action, put movement to these desires for uh, relationships. Somebody has to initiate uh, community. Unity requires motion. Uh, lives are revolving around Jesus and moving towards one another. What does that mean? Well, okay, so take my hand, look at my hand. Uh, My hand looks pretty still, right? Like no apparent movement. Well, my hand is actually made up of like trillions of cells, uh, which contain like trillions of atoms, uh, which contain like millions of these small little electrons and protons that are always spinning around. Like they're always revolving. These electrons are always circling around a nucleus. And so like it is literally movement and motion that is holding my body together. It's holding your body together. I mean, well, Jesus holds everything together, but like, actually I believe it's like the voice of God from the beginning that's like, that set all these things in motion and they're, they're continually spinning because he said, like, let there be light. Anyway, so, uh, but like we are all held together by motion. And so like unity, like this, like my unified body is, is held together by motion and by movement. It comes from like the very beginning, like we see God existed with the Father. I mean, it was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they're not just like sitting on the throne piously still. Like they're in constant movement towards one another, like loving one another, and like, that's the design, that's the like reflection we see in biology is like this movement, which really just represents like God moving towards the sun, moving towards the Holy Spirit and all the way around. And so he's invited us in that. So if we want unity, uh, if we want the good and pleasant, everybody say again, good and pleasant, come on. Yeah, like it requires some movement, some motion, 
Uh, and if we want an example of that, we, we, we need to look no further than Acts chapter 2. Let's, let's look at that together. Everybody doing okay this morning? Okay, good. Just check in. Acts chapter 2, uh, we'll read in verse 40. And this is from the, the New American Standard Version. Acts chapter 2, verse 40, it says, And with many other words, this is Peter, uh, he's preaching the gospel to him about Jesus. And he says, With many other words he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. So then those who had received his words uh, were baptized. And that day there were added about 3,000 souls. So what happened? They were uh, forsaking what they had been, their lives had been centering around. Like they heard this word of Jesus and they realized like, oh man, I need to turn. Like my life is, is centering around things that don't bring life and blessing. And their hearts were, were, were pricked and they, they, they surrendered their lives to Jesus and decided to center their lives around Jesus. And so verse uh, number 42 says they were continually, so this is, their hearts are open to God and this is them moving towards one another. It says they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. All right, look at the result of this. In verse 43, everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. And many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. So their hearts were moved for one another in compassion and need. And verse 46 says, day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread, from house to house, they were taking their meals together with what? Gladness and sincerity of heart. That sounds a lot like good and pleasant, doesn't it? Like they tasted the good and pleasant. And we need some gladness, some sincerity of heart. And this isn't the kind of like, hey, how you doing? How's the weather? Like, you know, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Like, like this, this, this sincerity of heart is like, no, I'm, I'm going to intentionally, like intentionally move towards you to like connect with you, like truly connect because like there's life and blessing there. Like it's not just so we can sing like kumbaya together. Like it, it's like, cause there's life and blessing there. Like, like my, when I pursue you in friendship, like I know at the other end of it, like somewhere there may be a bumpy road that we walk together and may like have to get over some awkward stuff and, you know, work through some things. But like, I know I'm convinced that like there is, there's good and pleasant, like at the end, like that's how like we're supposed to relate to one another. That's what moves us towards one another is like this firm conviction that God, like I believe there's good and pleasant. I believe that there is, a, there is life and blessing that, God, you have commanded. And wait, what if we had that faith? Like, how, how quickly would we run, like, to, to invite somebody to lunch after church this morning? Like, if you knew that there were life and blessing on the other side of that relationship, like, man, how would we not just want to jump to that? 
And so it requires us like to like, it requires us to like revolve our lives, examine our lives. Like what are we revolving around? What are we revolving around and what are we moving towards? Whatever your life revolves around, that, that's what you're going to find unity around. I think sometimes we like, we're in these silos of like kids activities and work and these things where it's like, we're, we're spinning around like these things, like it's our nucleus. And so, and, but we, we crave human relationships. We, we feel lonely but like, we want other people to join our orbit. And so, and like, other people have their orbits and it's like, we may meet, doink, like one time in this orbit, like, but, but our lives are really not revolving around the same thing. And so like, at some point we got to decide, like, how much do we want, like the good and pleasant? Like, because this is what it takes. Like, there's really no shortcut to it. I wish there was. Uh, but, but whatever our life revolves around, that is what we're going to find uh, unity around. And so I know that that can feel like a heavy weight, which is why what I don't want you to do is just to make a decision like, okay, okay, we'll work on some stuff. We'll reschedule some stuff. If it's an act of a human will, it will never be sustained. Just like human compatibility can't sustain a relationship, human will can't either. And so like the response to this is not to like walk away and say, okay, I'll do better. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll rearrange some things. Yeah, I'll go to coffee with somebody. No, we're not, we're not quite finished because true movement, movement even towards God or movement towards one another, it always begins with his movement towards us. It, it, it always begins with like, do you understand like the movement of the love of God towards you? Like, do you get that? Like, has that landed in your heart yet? Like that is the basis for like all that we do. That's the basis for our faith was like, not that I loved him, but that he first loved me. Like, it, it, like when you understand what he did for you, like the force of that love, like will cause you to like, like be able to put away any past pain or any past hurt that would keep you from relationship with, with anybody. And so honestly, like their distance between us and people, like this is a heavy word, but I just have to say it. Like the distance between like us and people often has more to do with our own like grasp and our own like embracing of the love and the grace of Jesus than it does even like other, what other people have done to you. It, it, it has more to do with like our own grasp of that than like who, who's around you that could be your best friend. Like, like when you understand like the love of God towards you, oh man, there is a force there that will, that will just break uh, any, any sense of hurt, any sense of shame that you can take into any relationship. And you know what? Then you won't be burdened. You won't be a burden in relationship to that person because you won't require that person to be perfect towards you. In marriage, you won't require your spouse to be perfect towards you because you're already being loved so much by the love of Jesus. And so what happens now? You're free to move towards your spouse freely. 
without expectation. And that's why we love one another unto God. Like uh, it's according to how much he's loved us when our lives revolve around him. Amen. Let me close uh, with a, uh, a businesswoman and a possessed slave girl and a jailer, if you'll give me a few more minutes. So uh, there was this rich woman. Uh, she was a successful textile uh, business owner, and she heard the Apostle Paul preaching in, in, in Philippi. And her heart, her heart was open to God, and uh, she, re- she, she received the grace of God, and she decided to move towards God and to move towards people. Well, then Paul was walking in Philippi later on, and this possessed demon-possessed girl was shouting after him. He got annoyed. He cast the demon out of her, and she received the grace of God, and she started moving towards God and towards people. Well, uh, a lot of people were mad at Paul and Silas. A lot of people made money off that slave girl, so they got thrown in jail. And so Paul and Silas in jail, although circumstances didn't lead to this, they, their lives centered and revolved around Jesus. And so they started just praising and worshiping. And God caused an earthquake and the, the doors of the prison opened. And the jailer uh, was about to kill himself because he knew it would be blamed on him. And because, again, because Paul's life revolved around Jesus, he stayed. He didn't escape. He stayed to preach. And he was moved towards the jailer and he preached the gospel to him, said, believe and be saved. And the jailer received the grace of God, believed and moved towards God and moved towards people and invited them over for dinner that day. So three people that you would not have thought would have any basis for a relationship or a friendship. But guess what? Those three people became the founding members of the Philippian church. Like, how amazing is that? You see what God is doing here? Like, it would be one thing if God took, like, three people who, like, were, grew, up, grew up together and skipped rocks in the Mediterranean together. No, no, no. God took three people that, like, the world would have said they could never even, like, exist in the same room together. And he took them and he said, no, no, no. You are going to be a demonstration of my body here on this earth. Like upon you, like I'm going to build this church. Like uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to display my glory through these three people. Why? Because like it's not about like it's not about our capacity uh, to connect with one another. It's about His love and about His goodness that He wants to display through us. Like of course He's going to choose. Like He chooses the weak. He chooses the foolish to display His glory through. So who is it that you say you can't be friends with? Who who is it that you say ah, we just don't have anything in common? Who who is it maybe here in this church that like you 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 sit next to or you see every week at church? And you're like man, there's something about that person, but I just don't know. Ah, I don't know if we like really get along. Who is it? Like, my point is that I'm trying to get across. Like, I truly believe it's a conviction that, like, God has building blocks here in this room, in this church, uh, of beautiful community for you. And that God is calling you, asking you to take a step in faith.
that, it, that, that, that and he wants to touch you with his love so that you will be open to moving, revolving your life around his love and moving towards people. Let's all stand up together this morning. So what about you? Uh, has, has the love of Jesus like knocked you out of orbit yet? Like, where, what does your life revolve around? Is it, is it still revolving around maybe some of the pain and the hurt you've experienced in the past? Like, don't lie. I know when we talked about joining a small group, like, you guys are ready. Like, I, when you know somebody's about to ask you to do something, you kind of come up with all the reasons why maybe you couldn't do that. Don't lie. We're in church. And so, like, that's, that's our flesh. But, like, I'm, I'm just here to tell you that, like, there's, there's, there's a deeper strength to draw from. Like there's a deeper power to draw from and it's the love of Jesus. It's the love. And so I believe this morning, I believe God wants to heal some hearts this morning. I believe God wants to um, open your eyes and give you faith for like what good and pleasant could look like in your life. Like maybe what needs to change in order to experience that good and pleasant. So every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, I just want to give you a chance to respond really quickly before we worship. But uh, if that's you this morning, you're here and you just say, oh man, Pastor Chase, I, 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 that's me. Like I need to, I need to center my life around Jesus. Maybe you've never done that before. Maybe you've done it before. You need to do it. You need to do it again. Maybe you're here in this place and you say, I need good and pleasant in my life. And I've, I've been hurt before. I've been, uh, you know, I've got all these things in my life I've been, I've been pursuing to try to find good and pleasant. But I know I need that. I need to make some, some changes. If that's you this morning, would you just lift up your hand? Like, thank you for those hands. Like, just, just as a way to say, I'm breaking. I'm breaking the bonds. Like, I'm breaking those things that would just hold me back. I'm breaking off. Like, I'm choosing to, like, let the love of Jesus break off break off past hurt, like break off the fear of connection, to break off the fear of intimacy, to break off the shame, break off the guilt. Hands going up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hands going up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's everyone just say this. Say, dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to break the bonds of sin to break the yoke of darkness, to bring me into a new orbit of life around you. Father, I thank you that you have good and pleasant for me and you command blessing for me as I pursue unity with you and unity with your people. I ask you to help me I ask you to show me, give me faith and give me the strength in Jesus name. Amen.